Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1101 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today on the show, I'm speaking with Kerry. She's 47 years old, diagnosed at 21, and she's never really had anyone to rely on for managing, except for her doctors. Kerry heard Mike on episode 531 and was inspired. And now today, she's here on the Juicebox podcast, sharing her story. Nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your health care plan. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year supply of vitamin D. Drink AG1.com slash juice box. If you're looking for community around type 1 diabetes, check out the Juice Box Podcast private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But everybody is welcome. Type 1, type 2, gestational, loved ones, it doesn't matter to me. If you're impacted by diabetes and you're looking for support, comfort, or community, check out Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout at CozyEarth.com and you will save 40% off of your entire order. US Med is sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast and we've been getting our diabetes supplies from US Med for years. You can as well. USMed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or the number, get your free benefits check and get started today with US Med. So I'm Carrie and I've been type 1 diabetic for 21 years now. Wow. And I'm, I'm ready to get going. Let's go. You, you want to start talking? Yeah, let's right. go. I like it. Every once in a while, so I'll, I'll, you know, I give people the little talk up that the people listening to the podcast don't hear. And I'm like, you know, so just introduce yourself any way you want to be known. Like 20 minutes later, they're, and then when I was in fourth grade, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I said, we got it. We know who you are. Thanks. But I like this briefer. Okay, Carrie, you know, that's a name I have trouble pronouncing because of my accent. Yeah, I get that a lot. So I grew up in the South and uh, now live in the Midwest and have most of the folks I work with are in New England, and I'm pretty consistently told that my name is spelled incorrectly for how I say it. So, <laughs> you, that made me laugh. Um, is it in your heart? Is it carry like care, but with a K? Is it curry like a hard K? Like no, no. it's it's like I guess carry. Yeah, I don't know. It's my name. It's I love Carrie. The, I I love, uh, you've never even thought about it. It sounds like to me. It sounds like to me you're saying care, but with more of a uh, with a K sound. Correct. Yes. Right. And if yes. I was going to say, if I looked at your name, I'd say Curry, <laughs> which obviously isn't correct either because that would be C U R R Y. But <laughs> it's neither here nor there. But, well, I was named after a boy, so that makes it even more concerning. So <laughs> how, how, here we are. How did that happen? <laughs> The story that I've been told forever is that my mom um, thought that her sister-in-law's 
boyfriend at the time was very cute. And I think his name happened to be Carrie. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Was there no dad in the room helping with this decision? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> there was a dad, yes. But I, I don't you know, I'm going to say something he's funny. Pretty easy going, so he just let it fly. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I'm going to say something here because no one's ever going to hear it in my family. My sister-in-law once named her dog the same name as one of my nieces, and and <laughs> and they never saw anything like like my sister-in-law was like, "What? It's a great name," and I'm like, it, "It's it's her name. Like you can't name your dog after her." And she's like, "I'm not naming it after her. I just like the name." I'm like. I don't think you're seeing this from everyone's perspective. <laughs> right. So in family, yeah. family events, she's, you know, calling for her dog and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Her dog's the same as that girl over there <laughs> who had the name, by the way, for a very long time before you named your dog that. It was just fast. I don't know. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. The The boyfriend went away before I was before I was here. So yeah. that, that would have been weird. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't still trying to date your mom. No, well, it's her sister. Her sister, it's I mean, my dad's yeah. sister. So yeah, it was it was good. It's so. all weird. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so you've had diabetes for twenty one years. How old are you? I am. Gosh, this isn't very forty seven. I was diagnosed when I was twenty one. Uh, sorry, I did the math for you there, Scott. Is that so. what happened? Did you like? Were you doing the math instead of just answering the question? No, I, I never know how old I am. It's like always in yeah. Oh, 76 is a hard year to like figure out math. So <laughs> my brother was born in 76. There you go. Could have just asked me how old my brother was. I could have told you how old you are. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I find a, a kindred spirit with you. I, I, I know I say it a lot, but I never like this year I've known how old I am for some reason, but in pre in the past three years, I've never been right about my age. I don't know. There you go. I don't know why yeah. that is. Uh, okay, so you've had diabetes for 21 years. You were diagnosed when you were. You said you said you've had di. You said it. no. I was diagnosed when I was 21. So I've had. So I messed it up all together. You Gosh. did. Yeah, do it because yeah. I just did the math. Yeah. I added 21 and 21, yeah. and that's 42. So are you 42? Between the two of us, Scott, I don't know. If we're going to get through this. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. You're coming <laughs> off like a crackpot. If you only knew, yeah. Um. All right. You know what I've just figured out. What's that? I don't care. So, um, <laughs> when, uh, what makes you want to come on the podcast? Honestly, Mike from 531. Mm -hmm. So, so how I got to this appointment uh, with you today is uh, you did a Facebook Live, I don't know, six months ago. And Mike happened to be on and he spoke. Uh, and as soon as he spoke, it was like, oh my God, it's Mike. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> oh, Carrie, why? What, what, what was so impactful about hearing Mike's voice? It... Carrie, should I have joked about your age a little longer? <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry. That um, was the longest cry pause we've ever had on the podcast. I appreciate sorry that. Sorry about no, that. Don't you, be can, you can shorten that if no, you need to. <laughs> no, no, no. You're misunderstanding my perspective. This is good. Don't worry. Cry more. It's good. <laughs> it's good for <laughs> and, ratings. And, and uh, if you knew me, that you'd know that this is not a thing for me. So, okay. um, so, so Mike was on. And so I immediately, once I heard him uh, talk, I reached out in the chat and I was like, are you, are you the Mike? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And so we had a little bit of back and forth. And then 
afterward I reached out to you and I was like, you know, just thank you for having that. (laughs) It's okay. It's all right. Have your feelings. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Let me ask you why it's so important. So, you know, what had happened? What did, what did, what's happened in your life that hearing, because for people who don't know, Mike's episode is a lot about his complications of which he yep. has, he has many. Yep. And at some point, well, this sounds weird for me to say it, but at some point he explains how much the podcast has helped him and even helped uh, slow down or put a stop to some of his progression of some of his problems. Um, and and then when you talk to Mike further, you realize that he has other issues coming and he knows it. you heard him on the podcast. Is that right? Yep. So I started listening in the fall of 2021, I guess. Is that when you were 21 years old? Yeah. Everything. It's all 21, (laughs) right? So, (laughs) you know, pandemic was going on and I, I exhausted every true crime podcast out there in decided that, you know, maybe I should try to learn something instead of just listening to all this stuff while I'm trying to work. So um, Googled it, found you. Uh, I think the I think I might have started with episode one, listened to a few and then was like, all right, let me just like open this app up and and scroll around. And I saw the after dark and I was like, well, that sounds cool. So, I mean, his episode was probably like the fifth I mean, definitely less than 10 episodes that I listened to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's talking and, and it's 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 not too emotional at the beginning, but then he starts digging into it. And I was so fucking mad because I have some of this stuff and nobody even said that it was diabetes. Nobody said, hey, you're Dupinger's contractures is because you're not doing your shit and you're not taking care of yourself. Nobody said, Hey, you're frozen shoulder. This is part of that. It's like, and it's all separate doctors and nobody's saying nobody's connecting the dots. So you're having a number of issues that Mike reported having, but right. in, in your life, no one said, you know, your blood sugars are too high. That's why these things are going. No, yeah. no. So and, and, you know, don't, my, my issues are not, um, to that, to his extent. And my dad also has problems with his hands that, um, are very similar. He's never been diagnosed, not a big fan of, you know, hanging out with the doctor. Um, he's just kind of dealt with it. So it was just kind of like, well, it's just hereditary and, you know, here's what we might can do. And so, so I, you got it, is it. So what you... it, it is what it is with that. But and then the frozen shoulder just, you know, I, I thought I had done something to my like my rotator cuff or something. And I went to see someone and he looked at me and he was like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, middle aged white woman. You have frozen shoulder. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the recognition. But, you know, <laughs> but but nobody nobody connected it. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was like, it was a moment for me um, to hear that episode and be like, what, you know, what is happening? Like, why is nobody, why is nobody grabbing me by the shoulders and saying, what are you doing? Because at that point, I mean, I'm early 40s and 
I've been dealing with this for a long time, you know, and I, I get through, I've been on a pump for a long time and, you know, we're not doing great, but just kind of floating around, bouncing off the bottom, you know, and the doctor, you know, in their defense, I guess, I don't give them what they need. So they can't give me what I need. But, you know, now that I'm doing better and know better, they're still not really giving me what my, what I need. So I kind of took that back off my shoulders. But let me ask you a couple of questions. Sure. So you've already named the episode, unless you do something better than bounce off the bottom. That was pretty good, bouncing off the bottom. <laughs> um, but how would you characterize your understanding of what your care should be like versus what your care was like? Like what I should be getting from the doctor? No, for you, for outcomes. For me. Outcomes. So, so and this is this is tough, too, because there's a, there's a lot that plays into it. But I... and. I, I would go through waves of, you know, kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this by the balls. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do everything they tell me to do and I'm going to be better. And I would leave the office or, you know, try to start. And um, I, it's like, I only had half the information for so long, like, here's your carb ratio, put it in, you know, for a long time, there was no talk of even pre-bolusing, but the outcomes were just terrible. Like nothing worked. Like I, I could do everything that I was told to do for weeks and months. And, you know, I'd have terrible lows. I'd be too high. You know, there was no rhyme or reason to it, Yeah, you know, that I could see. And no help, really. You know, you go in, you hand them your pump, and they'd be like, oh, maybe we should tweak this. But, you know, I'm giving them both numbers. You know, what are they going to do? So you were, you're were you lying to them, and they they probably weren't going to be helpful even if you were giving them the, the good the good information. Correct. But what, tell me Correct. a little bit about the psychology. I want to know about the psychology of, of lying to the doctor about things. You know, it goes back to, you know, first few years of diagnosis where you're taking in paper logs and, you know, it looks horrible because I might have been, I might, even though I might have been testing, I wasn't writing it down and, you know, the meters sucked at that point. So you couldn't even like go back in your meter. And then if you did, it was like, oh, I don't want to tell her I hit 340 that day. So I'll just forget my meter in the car and take my forged half-assed paper logs in and show her that and see what happens so so you're getting the 340 but the doctor thinks it's i don't know what was the good what was the good lie was it 200 i mean yeah Yeah. and and it wasn't anything crazy i think you know the lowest number i was writing down would be you know 130 140 but then you ask for help, and then they they can't base it off of anything. You know what, Scott? I, let's be honest. I didn't really ask for help. It was like just give me my prescriptions. I, I mean, okay. I get I got to where it was like this is you know the words you hate everybody to say. This is just diabetes. This is what it is. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I do. You know when you when you're going to pee and you look at the color of your pee to see if you need the bolus is like probably not a good indicator of. Uh, of what needs to happen. So, especially now that I know that it really doesn't matter a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't so. helping either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, and, and, you know, I wasn't doing terrible. I mean, the last, um, I, I would say 10, 15 years, I've been riding in 
anywhere from seven to eight before I before I found you. So uh, you know, I'm not elevens, twelves, you know. Right, but also kind of not an accurate number either, right? Because were you Correct. were you low a lot and then high a lot? Diabetes comes with a lot of things to remember. So it's nice when someone takes something off of your plate. U.S. Med has done that for us. When it's time for Arden's supplies to be refreshed, we get an email. Rolls up and in your inbox says, Hi Arden, this is your friendly reorder email from U.S. Med. You open up the email, it's a big button that says, Click here to reorder, and you're done. Finally, somebody taking away a responsibility instead of adding one. U.S. Med has done that for us. An email arrives, we click on a link, and the next thing you know, your products are at the front door. That simple. usmed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. I never have to wonder if Arden has enough supplies. I click on one link, I open up a box, I put the stuff in the drawer, and we're done. US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. They accept Medicare nationwide, over 800 private insurers, and all you have to do to get started is call 888-721-1514 or go to my link, usmed.com slash juicebox. Using that number or my link helps to support the production of the Juicebox podcast. Um, my lows were pretty few and far between mm-hmm. for a long time. Actually, the last couple of years, way more lows as I try to, try to get tighter and tighter control. But but yeah. So you, you think it was pretty accurately a 7 or 8 A1C? You were high, steadily high? So I think for years, it was more common for me uh, during the during the day, at least, to be... 150 to, to 220, 230-ish, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, when I was testing. Okay. In the mornings, so my my testing routine had gotten pretty pretty dialed in in that I tested in the, in the morning when I woke up and then may or may not test when I got home from work and then would, would pretty much always test before bed just to make sure where I was. But okay. that was it. Yeah. Were you covering meals? Most of the time. You always, did you always take your basil? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, can you, for any, do you have any meaningful understanding of why you weren't more focused on it? I, I've tried to go through this in my head for the last couple of years. Like, how did I get to where I was mentally? Mm-hmm. So I have a daughter who's who's eight, who's now 18 and been married to my husband for 23 years. That math is easy. <laughs> the painful uh, years are easy to count. <laughs> <laughs> no, just 2000 is easy. So uh, he's older than I am. And, you know, for a long time, I made the bad joke about, you know, you're going to be you're going to be deaf. I'm going to be blind and in a wheelchair. We're going to be great together as we as we age together. And it and it's kind of like uh, it sounds really, really horrible to say, but I kind of like just made the decision that, you know, I'm just going to catch up to him and we're going to be old and, and broke down together at the same time, even though he's 17 years older than I am. Is that just the way you, is that something you use to make yourself feel better about your trajectory? It's kind of just what I resolved to be like, 
well, it's going to be okay because we'll still, you know, we'll just, I don't even know. Scott, we'll I, all I go down. The, we'll all go down together. Is that a Billy Joel Pretty song? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Billy Joel? Yeah. We'll all go down together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you didn't have a lot of hope for your ability to manage things, and Correct. but did you not understand it? No, I see. I mean, I I did, but okay. So a perfect example would be when I tried to. I went on the Medtronic the guardian sensor Mm -hmm. um to try to you know figure it out whatever but so try to be super tight and and all the things that nobody talks about like i never didn't tell the doctor hey on friday nights you know when i come home from work we're gonna go to dinner and i usually have a couple beers if people come over on saturday you know i might have a couple beers but like Nobody really explained ever what alcohol did. So come home, you know, a few days into it. First of all, the alarms with that thing were, it was a nightmare and it hurt so bad, Mm. but I'm plowing through. And so I have beer, it has carbs, I have bolus. That's not the right thing to do. So (laughs) really bad, you know, don't even understand why this is happening because nobody, you know, I didn't ask, but nobody's really ever said, hey, listen, you know, don't do this if you do that kind of. So, you know, I I feel like I thought I was doing what everybody was doing, because that's the other thing is like still I don't know anyone. There's no one in my life that has type one. No one. No one in my family. No, no, no one that I know. So it wasn't even like I could call up somebody and be like dude, what is happening? Like, I just, you know. Yeah, you were just existing in in a bubble with, and you were, I'm guessing, somewhere between ashamed and guilty about what you were doing, so you lied to the doctor. The doctor wasn't going to be any help then. You couldn't, there's no way to turn to, and you're alive every day, so you don't don't really think you're doing poorly, right? Yeah, and I I don't feel bad. I don't, you know. There are some days I'm tired, but eh, I I don't know. It, this just must be what it, it is. It is, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So, so you live how long like that? Uh, twenty one years. Yeah, um. Everything's twenty one. <laughs> by the way, maybe now that maybe the title was um, maybe the title should be Blackjack. Maybe. Yeah, right. I'm making notes for myself here. Um, no, okay. no, I would say. You know, I count the the time when I was MDI, like I I didn't, I mean, from 97 till uh, 2003, 2004, I guess is when I went on the pump, try to get better control so that we could get pregnant. Mm -hmm. That MDI time period was really just like, I got no idea what i'm doing but still my a1c's were i mean i think uh when i first went in to start talking about pregnancy my a1c's were still sevens low eights so i have a question i always have the same question when i hear this when someone says to you your body is not a place where we want to grow a baby because of your health you don't think, oh, I should change that for me. You think I should change that so I have, I can have a baby. 
I don't even know that it, I mean, I guess it was set that way, but not that way. It was more like, all right, you can do this. We just need to get you in tighter control before you start trying. It wasn't like. So is it fair? Maybe, to, is maybe it, that's just the way I hear it. Cause I'm pretty much like a, it, although it might not have sounded like it so far, I'm not generally a sky is falling type person. It's just like, okay, it'll be all right. We'll get it. Okay. So you keep you, pushing. You okay. Know? So that's a good, that's a good thing to, to look at. So this sort of eternal optimism allows you to ignore things that are going wrong. Correct. Yeah. Because, Absolutely. because, and now is that ignorance, like blissful ignorance, or is that, no. a, is that a genuine feeling of like the sun will come out tomorrow? I'm going to be all right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I get that from my father. It's definitely like, we'll figure it out. Oh, the tire's flat. Oh, the other tire's flat. Oh, we don't have a spare. I don't have a phone. It's okay. We'll figure it out. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. And right now I'm looking at CozyEarth.com to see what's going on. I got, oh, ooh, look at this, bamboo pajama set for ladies, the jogger pants for ladies, looks like plush lounge socks, that's one of Oprah's favorite things. There's the bath collection, uh, we love the waffle towels, but there's also premium plush bath towels. Everything that you see here can be had for 40% off with the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. Even the sheets, now we use the bamboo sheets, you may choose different linens. I don't know what you're going to uh, love when you get to CozyEarth.com, but we sleep on bamboo sheets from Cozy Earth. They are incredibly comfortable, and I bought them myself with my own money using my own offer code, JUICEBOX, at checkout. 40% off is what I saved. You can as well at CozyEarth.com. My mom once said to me, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And I said, mom, when yep. we get to that bridge, it's going to be on fucking fire. Why don't we plan now? Yep. Well, and then in that case, we just shimmy down the side and swim, swim across. It's fine. We'll get across. It's, so it's, it's kind of like there are different ways of thinking, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So is there ever a moment where you say, where you say to yourself, I'm not okay? Or is it literally happening when you hear Mike talking on the podcast? It's literally happening when Mike is talking. I see. Okay. It's a moment. <laughs> it still is a moment every time I listen to it. So. Yeah. Do you go back and re-listen to it? I have a few times. Why? What draws you back to it? A couple times it was because I was sharing it. You know, I shared it with my husband. Uh, my daughters listened to it with me. Yeah. I don't know. You just like to hear it again. Yep. Does it remind you to... to Stay focused, or do you not have trouble? You know staying what? Focused I'm, now? I'm, I'm focused. Yeah. So <laughs> he just seems like a really great guy. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you hear that your your reaction is anger first. Yes. Like, why yes. did somebody not tell me about this? Yes. Do you then start thinking, oh wow, there's something I could do to impact this? Yes. All right, and then what are your what are your steps that you take then? So, so I was already pretty well, you know, only, only a few episodes, you know, a couple, two, three episodes. I was already like, you know, coming home and saying, Hey, I just listened to the, this is crazy. Like to my husband. Um, and I guess just to step back a little bit, like my husband and my daughter, both obviously aware of my diabetes and, and some of the struggles, but again, it's not like a, 
They don't know. They don't really know. They don't really know, you know, like, oh, you need some more insulin. You know, my husband could give me a bolus on my pump if he needed to. They, you know, I'm not hiding anything, but it's also not like a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. Listen to a couple episodes, found Mike's episode, and then history with the doctor. You know, I'm supposed to go every every quarter. I, I was going maybe twice a year, skip appointments. And my prescription would come up and it'd be like, well, I have to go or they're not going to write a prescription, which I find ridiculous. But listen to Mike's episode. And I would say if it wasn't the next day, it was within a week. I didn't call the doctor. I went to the doctor into the office during COVID <laughs> still a little bit and went to the went to this to the lady and said, I need the next cancellation appointment that you have. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you have an appointment in like two months or whatever it was. So this was September, um, September or October of 2021. And, and I was like, no, but I need to get in. I need to, I need, I need to get in. I need some changes. And she said, okay. So she was like, you're not going to believe this, but we have an appointment this Friday. And I said, great, I'll take it. And so I took it and I went and I walked in the office and I said, I'm done with this pump. I want an Omnipod and I want a Dexcom. And the first thing they said was, uh, loop is not FDA approved. Did and you? I said, I, I didn't say loop. I said, I, I want an Omnipod and I want a Dexcom. And she was like, well, we can get you the Dexcom. And then there was like silence. And I said, and the Omnipod. And she was like, well, I mean, have you really looked at it? And I said, I I was adamant, like, mm -hmm. this, no, I'm telling you what I want. So she put me in touch with the local rep and got the ball rolling. But general consensus um, after listening for all this time is I guess they don't bring the right bagels. I don't know <laughs> what the problem is, but <laughs> no love for the Omnipod in the office. Right. So. The girl that brings all the great pens, she sells the Medtronic right. one. So could you just take that, please? Because I love the way the pen writes, and it's just the ink really flows out of it well. Yeah. yeah. Would you like one? Yeah. yeah. No. Here, have a pen um. from Medtronic. <laughs> yeah. And and so I, just to step that back, so I, I was also kind of upset that I had been asked, I don't know, maybe a couple of times in the office, do you want... You know, there's a new CGM, you know, do you want a Dexcom? I would say, you know, I I did the, I think it was the Guardian. I can't remember the name of it. I just remember how bad it hurt. I said, I had that. I'm good. And that was the end of the conversation. And I feel like that is not a service. Mm -hmm. There should have been more from their end to say, like, no. You need to try it. It's different, like nothing. And it's like, do you not want to say something because it doesn't hurt like the other product did? Like, I don't know what, but it was but, like. Like you felt like they didn't want to have the conversation because that would be verbalizing what, yeah, what your I don't, experience was. I don't was. know, but yeah. it's, you know, and especially after wearing it a couple of years, it's like, why did nobody know? You know, again, like, can you? Tell me more about it, except for just in passing when you're writing my prescriptions. Oh, do you want to try a Dexcom? Yeah. I always enjoy when someone asks me a question I have no way to know the answer to. Right. And then, right. And then when I don't know the answer, they just go, huh, huh, okay. 
<laughs> well, you're not going to fill in the blanks for me. Do you right. do you know, or is it you know to your point? Like, is this a sales thing? Are you just being sold better by one company than the other? Is right. it is it you know there are there are offices who won't prescribe anything but certain pumps. I believe it. Yeah, there's no meaningful reason for that. You know, other yeah. than they have. I'm not even saying like a financial tie to it. Just it's a, it's how they do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I've been doing it this way forever and this is what we're going to, you know, this is what we're going to keep doing. Reminds me of that right. Tony Stark quote from the first Iron Man movie. What is that? Movie? <laughs> do you know which one I'm talking about? No. All right. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take a minute, let you collect yourself and I'm going to do this because it's going to stick in my head. Um, that's, that's the way dad did it. Hold on. America. There's all these words in here. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Here it is. He goes, that's how dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. (laughs) By the way, he's talking about making bombs. (laughs) 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 And and, and I, I always think that like it's the some version of the meatloaf story about, you know, that I think I've told on here before. And, you know, like, I don't know. We just do it this way. This is how we do it. Just keep doing it the way we do it, for God's sake. And you're like, well, there's three other products now. They're newer. Like, other people use them. Would you not want to, like, make yourself aware of them so we could have a real conversation? Nothing. Just just keep going. Do this thing. It took a minute for her to even dig out a piece of literature to share with me. Yeah. To take home. So, for the Omnipod. Yeah, they definitely didn't want you to have an Omnipod, right? Yeah, yeah. I was so pressured not to get Arden and Omnipod all those years ago by multiple people. Like when one person told me no and I persisted, they brought other people to me to tell me no. And they just started saying all of these like things, none of which ever ended up being true. You can't, she's too skinny for that. Right. The cannula goes in at the wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's going to fall off. It's going to get knocked off. She's not going to like that. But like, she's too small. She's too, I'm like, I am going to try it if you don't mind. And then they're like, well, then the, uh, the other one that used to be, what was the thing they used to uh, scare you with? Oh, once you make this decision, you can't go back because you're locked in with your insurance. Right. That used to be the, the old, by the way, now, and this isn't part of an ad for Omnipod, but now because of pharmacy benefits, you can actually Anyway, listen to yeah, that. Which, listen to the which I like. Yeah, you can, which move, I like. you can move around a little more easily. But it, but it, I don't think it's malicious. I never once thought they were being malicious. I just thought they didn't know. You yeah. Know? Well, we're going to get into more that they didn't know, I guess. So. <laughs> okay. What else didn't they know? <laughs> so I walked out. I had, they, I had a, I want to say I got a Dexcom in the office, like a sample. If it wasn't that day, I like came back the next day, worked with the educator and was pretty much set up and ready to roll prescription set. So it took um, another week or so to get Omnipod. But again, once I got rolling, I was rolling. So three months later, went into the office. I think my A1C, the the previous visit was like 7.6 or 7.4. Went back in the office. My A1C was 5.7. Well, that's better. And she was pissed. Oh, yeah? Because you succeeded she with the was, stuff she didn't want she you to was, have? She was not happy. And I remember sitting there going, I mean, the, the it had never been in the, well, hadn't been in the five since pregnancy. 
it's funny because that whole, you know, year long period of getting pregnant and being pregnant, I was under six pretty consistently. And then, you know, then I wasn't, but, uh, so I was in the office, she came back in and she was like, what are you basically, what are you doing? You know, I was like, I can't, like, why are you mad, bro? Like, (laughs) (laughs) hold on a second. Title, title. Why you mad, bro? <laughs> I'm like, why you mad, bro? I'm, I mean, you should be, you should, we should be standing up, giving each other a hug right now. Yeah. Like, not what what is happening. And she pulled the Dexcom stuff, and she was like, "You are. This is just too low. You can't. You have to be careful." And and there, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There, there were, and I still do have lows, but it's not like I'm you know, in the forties and L O W I know how to correct it. I correct it quickly. You know, you know, I think even running seventies, eighties, she was like, you can't, this is not good. This is too low. And so I left that appointment pretty mad because it's like, I think it's great. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, like, like if this was like a Cinemax movie, there'd be some light kissing after this. I mean, something like I need like somebody to give me a high five and a pat on the butt when right, I'm out the right. door. Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? I felt like I was on the Chicago Bulls. I need to run through the, you know, <laughs> come back, come out through the uh, through the, the the tunnel. You're like, I did yeah. it. I everybody just line up around me, five seven, baby. And, and Pretty so much. You think that they just or she thought, well, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. people don't have – here's the expectation when you run into a doctor or a physician or clinician like that. They don't think you're doing it in a meaningful way. They think you're just having a bunch of lows, and that's why the number looks lower, and they're worried about that. Ironically, when your A1C was in the eights, she didn't look at it and say, wow, you're not doing this right. You're going to kill yourself. She just no. was like, this is fine. Die at your own pace. <laughs> you're doing – no, yeah. So I didn't listen. I was like, whatever, you can be mad if you want. But, you know, and and luckily I have some, although I don't have any friends here or know anyone who's type one, I have some friends who are registered dietitians and one early in her career spent some time and was exploring the, the CDE route. So I have some people in my corner that are checking on me that kind of know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left that appointment and I, and I texted the one friend and, you know, I got the, I got the feeling that I expected from the doctor for, from some other in my other people in my circle. So do you have any idea how many people text me when they leave their doctor's offices or send, oh, or send me emails? You know, they're just like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm standing in the parking lot outside of my endo. This is my A1C. You're the one yep. I wanted to tell. And I think that's partly because they're like, well, somebody's going to cheer for me here. Yep, you know, I, I posted in the Facebook group from the parking lot. Absolutely, See, I got angry a minute ago, not at you, but at the system. And I'm going to expound on this a little bit. I don't understand why you're allowed to consciously kill yourself with higher blood sugars, but you're not allowed to try to be healthier and then understand that there's a risk in there that you have to be aware of. Like, why do why does it not matter if you're high? Like, we're taking minutes off your life if you're high. We're causing frozen sh- shoulder, the thing with the finger I can't pronounce, yep, and right. Dupingers. Is that it? Yep. That yep. I, You know why I can't say it? It makes me think of um, 
uh, the platypus cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, yeah, Perry. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I can't Perry. say the word because my brain will run down like a Phineas Ferb rabbit hole, so I can't do that. But which I just did to myself, and now it's happening. Uh, but <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's okay yeah. to have an eight, a nine, a ten, and you know something bad's going to happen to you, but it'll happen in the future. It won't happen now. But right. I don't want you to have a five point seven A one C because what if you get low? Like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, it, how about in this scenario, I've got a chance. And in that scenario, I do not have a chance. I just have a little extra time where we're all pretending it's going to be okay. And it's it's fascinating. Like, people can't, can I just say something? I'm going to come off poorly here. What the hell, Carrie? I've been at this for a while. <laughs> a lot of people can't think. There are levels to thoughts. There's the thing you hear first. And then there's the implication, and then there's the other implication, and then there's a different perspective and an alternate idea. And there's a you have to be able to stand in the middle of a thought and see it all happening around you. You can't just look at the part that you thought that your little brain thought of first and expect that that's the answer. High right. is better than low. Why? Well, you won't have a seizure if you're high. Okay. You'll won't, die later. You'll it's just fine. die later and be unhealthy the whole time. That we're mm -hmm. okay with, huh? Fascinating. Idiots. Yep. Morons. If anyone's listening and you think that and you're a doctor, you're a fucking idiot. There. That's it. <laughs> what? I'll just go down in flames, Carrie. What the hell? I mean, I'm with you. Think about it. Go a couple more steps into the thought. Try to problem solve. Like, be helpful. You're holding people's hands into their grave and acting yep. like you're helping them. This woman thought she was being helped and was not. Fascinating. Yep. Oh, it's terrible. All right, now I'm upset. You're upset. Keep going. Yep. What's next? You know, most of the time I'm seeing the nurse practitioner. I'm not seeing the endo. I only see, I only get to her, I guess, once a year, maybe. Mm -hmm. So the next appointment is with her. And the reaction from her is uh, slightly better. Wow. These numbers are good. <laughs> she held in her fear that you were yeah, good. <laughs> she, she was swallowing it pretty good, but... Um, so, so bottom line is I haven't had an A1C above six since I started listening. Good for you. Congratulations. So, good. Thank, thank you. Yeah, you're very, I don't know. Well, obviously it's, I don't like to say it, but obviously I did it, but you know, it, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't be that way if it wasn't for you. I, I can. Carrie, let me say, let me, say, that, let me so. say this. Let me say this. You put in a ton of hard work and overcame a significant amount of generational like in your own life like trauma and and poor expectations so you yeah. did all the hard work i just really just i just like pointed a flashlight at something i was like look at that over there don't you want that right yeah here, here's how we can get to that why don't you go see if you can find that yeah that's all i did i'm i'm corresponding with a, a gentleman right now on instagram never heard his voice and i would say that when he first reached out to me he was really in a dire situation and now he's like, it's like six months later, and he's been in range like two days in a row. And he's super excited and doing better and paying attention to things and made some adjustments to his, you know, settings. And it just occurs to me when I look back on this moment, I didn't, I mean, think about this. You went and saw a medical professional. Do you know how long it takes to get a, a medical degree? You have to go to undergrad. Then you have to go to med school. And then if you're going to be an endo, you have to go to some, I'm guessing it's 10 years to be a doctor, right? And then they sit in front of you and you are having that experience. 
and a guy DM'd me on Instagram, and six months later, he's okay. What does that mean? Is it, am I a genius? No. No, I'm not. I just told him, yo, man, you got to get your basal right. And then after you do that, we're going to figure out your insulin to carb ratio. going to make sure you're bolusing your meals correctly. You need to understand how these foods are going to impact your life. And uh, then just don't sit stagnant when you see high blood sugars. And let's not overcorrect low blood sugars. Yep. Go do that. And then he comes back. He's like, I was in range 85% today. I was like, yeah, because you did the thing the right way. That's yeah. all. And that's not because I'm like a magic person. The podcast should be one episode long. <laughs> it should be like, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Juice Box Podcast. Understand how insulin works. It's timing and amount. All foods aren't equal. Don't stare at high blood sugars. Don't overcorrect lows. I'll see you later. That should be the whole podcast. And, yeah. you know, and, but the problem is, is that that message reaches people in all sorts of different ways. Right. And yours got to you through Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, that was like the catalyst. And then, you know, then, then I'm kind of, you know, you, you led me to the water and then I'm just, I'm drunk. Right. So I'm listening to three, four, five episodes a day, sometimes more actively listening, sometimes just in the background as I'm working and, you know, really start digging in. And then the episodes with Jenny, I mean, it's, it was just a lot. And I was, I was at a point too. I think you have to be ready. It's, it's almost like addiction, right? Like people can tell you things and whatever, but if you're not ready to, to do the work back to your point, then, you know, you can listen all day, but if you're not going to do anything as a result of that, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You can lead a horse to water is a saying for a reason. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. So the one that always strikes me is that, you know, I grew up through the time when like really bad, like television talk shows were on and yeah. I, you, you couldn't flip a channel without seeing a 16 year old girl holding a baby crying, you know? And, <laughs> um, and I, I would think the same thing every time. Like, doesn't everyone know this already? Right. Like, like, which is not reasonable. You know what I mean? But like, that's, that's how it would occur to me when I was younger. Like we all saw this Mori Povich episode when you're 16 and your boyfriend starts making a face, push him off you. Yeah, yeah. What do you, like, don't have a baby when you're 16. Right. Does it go well for some people? Sure. But how do you not learn from this experience? And the truth is, is what you just said. You can't preload human beings and expect them to just follow the program. They they have to have experiences for themselves. And understanding that, especially around diabetes, is super important because it stops you from writing people off, which is what the medical community does all the time. They, The easiest connection I can make to it is that I know a lot of police officers and some of them are become cynical. And there's like a 10-year lifespan before they, they, they kind of go through a process. If you look, there's studies about like they start off like gung-ho and like, you know, like they move through these processes. But eventually you surround these people with, with enough of society that says, like, they're trying to get over, they're trying to steal, they're lying to me. And, and before that, before too long, that becomes your expectation that everybody making face-to-face contact with you is getting over on you somehow. And I think the same thing happens to doctors in a slightly different way, whereas they come in gung-ho, they preach, they preach, they preach. They don't realize the stuff they're preaching is not particularly helpful. And then when it doesn't change the patient's outcome, they go, oh, people don't listen. So now 
after they've been in practice for a while, the next patient comes in, they've written you off when they looked at your chart. They didn't even wait to talk to you. Oh, this person has this or that or this. I know how this is going to go. I, I, I'm not going to waste my breath on this. They don't, I don't think they think that consciously, but I think that's what happens. And, you know, yeah. and what that all, all that boils down to when you're talking about the medical thing is that if they as doctors were actually doing something helpful, then people would have better outcomes and then they would have better expectations. That's all. Yeah. You know, it's generational because you mentioned it earlier. You just said something in passing. You go, well, you know, back then I didn't test, but the meter sucked anyway. So if enough people come up in that mindset and they're in charge of telling you what to do, that's their mindset. It's what happened to you. Like, you know, technology changed. You did not change with it. Right. And so you were just like, well, this is what diabetes is. I guess I just, you know, I'll get old and uh, yeah. that'll, that'll be great because I'll die on time with my older husband. I mean, uh, that's right. such a sad statement, Carrie. Seriously. It is. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really terrible. But the point is, it doesn't have to be that way. But you can't, every new person should get the the grace that that they deserve. And then they mm-hmm. should get good information, which if doctors would listen closer to what I'm saying, it's not hard to explain to them. And it's not, it's, you're confusing the issue the way you talk to them. Or when you grab their pump and turn a couple of dials and go, oh, go ahead, come back. No one can do that. You can't just look at a graph and go, oh, I see the problem. You're getting high at 1 a.m. Or you're getting low at 1 a.m. They always do the wrong thing. No one, they never think about, well, good ones do. But most people don't think about insulin correctly. They think about like, oh, at 1 a.m. you're low. So we'll just turn your basil down at like midnight. But if you see the bigger picture, there was a meal at 9 p.m. that was, you know, 8 p.m. that was bolused for improperly. Blood sugar got really high. Person made a correction. Below at 1 o'clock is from the bolus at 11. And the bolus at 11 exists because of the poor bolus at 8. Your low at 1 a.m. is because of a mistake you made at 8 p.m. And they don't see that stuff. They just adjust your settings to try to get. That's why everybody's settings suck because they're, they're all patches. Like people just keep patching your settings. We'll turn your basil up here, turn it down there, do this. What, what do you do? Are you running around a lot at four o'clock? We'll do it. And, And not that some of that isn't valuable. The other day I was recording with Jenny, we're making a type two series and we were expressing how blockages happen in arteries. I think that the way an artery gets blocked is the same way that people's settings get so screwed up is that there's a little nick in it. You put a patch on it and you put another patch on another one. And before you know it, you've got so many patches on it and it's working for some reason, but it's not going to work like that for long because something yeah. else is going to happen and then everything's just screwed up. So anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so, ba- Did so, I babble? I apologize. No, that's good. So digressing back to what you said about the, the type two, you, you announced it and we're going to date this episode, I guess a little bit, but you announced it last night on the, on the Facebook group that it was coming out and you're like, basically, I don't want to hear your pissing and moaning. If you don't agree with it, keep moving or you get kicked out of the group. And the first comment that I saw, somebody was just like said it was pretty innocent what she said, but it was definitely like, just keep scrolling. And then you were like, and this person's no longer in the group. And I said, perfect. (laughs) 
and then there was a lot of drama this weekend that didn't need to be happening in the group either. And it's so frustrating for those of us who come there to be in community, to have people with their own agendas that, you know, but I appreciate all that, that you guys do it, you and the, the very small team of folks you have helping you with that a little bit do to keep that place clean. Cause it's a, it's a safe place for us. Not, you know. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. It's it's hard to do because it's a so what you're saying, just in case people are listening, didn't follow along with that. I knew I was putting up my first uh diabetes, type two diabetes pro tip the following day. And there's a small segment of people who if if I say anything about type two are like this is for type one people. And I'm like, oh well, <laughs> okay. You know, I there's so many type twos in the in the group now. And mm -hmm. they, it turns out that they're helped by the podcast. You know, if they need medication or, you know, and it's just an injectable, well, then they learn about like how food impacts them and they make decisions that way. If they're using insulin, I mean, the truth is by the time you're type two and you're using insulin, there's not a lot of difference between being type mm -hmm. one and type two if you're using insulin as a type two. So the podcast is helping them. It's people losing grand amounts of weight and A1Cs coming down and lives being changed and everything. And I'm not going to let one short-sighted dummy come in in the middle of it and yell like, this place is for type ones. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and even a person came into the thread and was like, you know, like, please don't, I, I had to pick through what they were saying, but they were worried that because there are more people with type two in the world, that my content would help them and then that that would stop me from making a type one podcast. That's so crazy. And I thought, wow, that's a, such an interesting leap. Like I can do both things at the same time. I'm okay. You, you, you know, yeah. like, like it's going to be all right. But, but that self-preservation that this person felt, I understood that they were right. like, they were like, look, you and this thing that you made for me are saving my life. Don't stop doing it don't get like caught up in somebody else's thing, like stay here with me. So I just told that person, I said, look, don't worry. I was like, if that's what you're worried about, it's okay. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I've thought this, I've been thinking about this for years. Don't worry. I didn't just wake up today and decide to do this, you know? <laughs> and so, but the other person was just like, oh, like here it comes. I'm going to let these people in. You know what I mean? I'm right. like, oh my right. God. And then I went back to say something to them and they had already left the group. And I had the same thought you did. I was like, eh, okay, well, fuck off. And yeah, um, just keep scrolling. Who yeah. cares? And if like, that person's I listening, mean... I banned your account. You can never get back in. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but it's still baffling to watch someone be so helped by something and then it becomes less than perfect for them. And they yank their pants down and shit on the floor and run out. <laughs> right. I'm That's like, mine, 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 mine. You can't have any of it. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm not up for that. Yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I do. I, and that's one of the things I wanted to, it, to tell you as well is like that group means a lot. Uh, I think there's a lot of people out there like me that don't, that don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that group is, is those is that connection for me even though i'm 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 very rarely i'm on that site i don't know half a dozen times a day so yeah. I, i'm um, a, i'm aware of how it works for most people that they don't yeah. say, they don't say anything it's just there yeah. for them yeah i can but it's I extremely can helpful oh i'm glad thank um I'm, I'm, i appreciate you sharing that with me because it 
it was it wasn't it wasn't my idea. And um, but once <laughs> I saw it working, I was like, oh, I know how to make this bigger and better and helpful. And you know, so but you know, I've I've told people before, like I didn't want to make a Facebook page. I got yeah. like browbeat into it by listeners who who were yeah. like, we need a place to go. And I was like, okay, God, I don't want to be in charge of a Facebook page. Well, but okay. and, I, and I appreciate the, um, you know, for the most part, when I see shit going on on there, you kind of let it work itself out. And I appreciate that too, because it's, that's good for us to see too. Like, okay. You know, with the stuff this past weekend, there were like people, concerned it was about a religious post this weekend but the reactions from some of the people was like you people are new here and then i was kind of like that mine 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 mentality like (laughs) you don't need to be here if you're gonna act like this yeah i had to let that play out a little bit and work it out because it's interesting so i in my heart i want people to be able to say whatever they want right yeah And so I just let it go on. And then I came in and I said, look, we're not going to tell people how to talk here. So, you know, you just get over it. And um, a person came in and said, I don't know if you all don't like really know the space well or haven't heard the (laughs) podcast, but Scott (laughs) has no religious holdings whatsoever. Right. And he's in here (laughs) defending these religious posts. Right. (laughs) And, And she's like, that's your indication that this is a good place to be. Yeah. Like, and, and I did, I let it go on forever and ever and ever. And I had no trouble with it at all. I deleted anything that was shitty to people. I was like, no, you're not saying that. I lost listeners. People yelled at me in private messages. Oh my gosh. And, and I'm like, oh my God. I wish they knew. I'm like, I read it. I'm like, I don't care about this. <laughs> you're not impacting me if that's what you think is happening. I'm just running it in a common sense way. And then yeah. it was over. And I thought, oh, there's another, like, I have a half a dozen of these days a year where, I'm, like, my whole day is just, like, teaching adults not to be children. And, yeah. um, and it was, Good luck. O- and it was over. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, someone puts up a new post and she's, and rehashes it. And I was, and I thought, I saw it. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just stop. I, I yeah. just got this out. I'm like, really? And then that person yelled at me. And then, and you would think like I ban, I didn't, I was like, look, I understand how you feel, but this isn't what's going to happen. And so you're, you're not going to restart this problem. Like just it's over now. Um, but I thought you were talking about yesterday, this person put up a post explaining how the podcast really isn't for them, um, because they have ADHD (laughs) and they can't like keep up or I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I was like, I started reading. And I was like, "Oh, great! Here's a here, this is lovely." <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, could you just imagine if you? I don't know. Like, pick your like. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a tough one. TV show, actor, anything? Help me, Carrie. Go quickly. Who do you uh, want? Movie from childhood would be Rocky too. Okay. Of all things. All right. So yeah. Imagine if Sylvester Stallone was sitting at home, <laughs> and someone had the ability to walk up to him, knock on his window. He opened the window, and the guy and the guy goes, "Hey, I, I wanted to tell you something." I don't like those Rocky movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're just they're not for me. Okay. I, I, I think so. Stallone would go, "All right, man. What? Uh, what? Why are we doing this? You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, like what? What is this about?" And he might close the window. Now, not me. I just watch the thread grow. I don't like right. it either. I. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, this is fun for me. I get to listen to all the people who don't like the podcast. Well, and then there's people that go, there's a podcast? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. And then there are people who are offended by that. It's just, it's fascinating. So, um, but anyway, I'm going to tell you what I think in, in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, at least they're talking about it. Yeah. Yep. That's all I care about. I, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before or not. Because there's like a little dicey language in it. But I wrote a book a long time ago. And it mm -hmm. was about being a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. And it did well. But it didn't do great. And I wasn't famous. And publishers don't help their authors unless they're famous and stuff like that. So it, the, I did some media. The book languished a little bit. Sold okay. And then I went on television. I, I somehow like got my way onto the Katie Couric show. Mm -hmm. And part of that... Uh, Katie had a blog and she ha must have done business with AOL. So at some point on the front page of AOL was a story about my book. And I thought, oh, this is great. Like the book's going to sell like crazy and nothing happened. And I was like, oh my God, like being on TV didn't help the sales. Like this article, I was just like, oh, all right, I guess I give up, you know? And about two weeks later, I get a text from a friend and they're like, hey, your book's number 50 in the country. And I'm like, uh, what? That's not true. And and I went on Amazon and I was like number 50. I was like, what in the hell? People have finally realized my genius. Like, you know, <laughs> and, I was like, and I thought, but then it, it turns, it went on for like two weeks and then suddenly it stopped. And I thought, what happened? Like, I thought this was it. And then a month later, it popped back up again. And I'm like, oh, I'm back. And then one day I realized on AOL, there was a chat about the article, and people were arguing as to whether or not I was a closeted homosexual or not. Oh my gosh! And so the there were two. <laughs> this is fantastic. Seriously, yeah, swear to God, I've never have I never told this on here. I haven't heard it. <laughs> I've heard the Katie Couric and all okay. that, but not this. <laughs> so so what ended up happening was is there started you know like fringe conversation. Yes. No straight man wants to stay home with their kids. Wow. This woman, this poor woman, is married to a gay guy, and she doesn't even know it. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. And then at first you're like, I thought, I'm not gay. But, well, I don't care about that. Like, like that part I don't care about. Right. Then other people would come in. They're like, you're an idiot. People can run their lives any way they want. The guy's not gay because he stays home with his family and has feelings. And you know what happened? They argued with each other. So the fringes were arguing. You know what the middle was doing? Buying the book. Buying the book. What are they talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So when I see that <laughs> crap on Facebook, all I think is, keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> Call me gay all you want. <laughs> Matter to me. People are listening to the podcast, and their A1Cs are better, and their health is better, and their variability is lower, and they're happier, and they're blah, 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 blah. Go ahead and do your crazy fringy arguments. Who cares? Yep. <laughs> you know why? Because then the algorithm says people care about this place and then yep. they feed it to you. And then you come in and instead of like, because you're a reasonable person, instead of going like, oh, are they arguing about Jesus or yeah. ADHD or whatever they're arguing about? And you go, I don't yeah. want to be a part of this. Let me go check out the pro tip series. Right. So in the end, what people don't realize is their insanity is making the podcast more popular.
Right. Yeah. So call me gay all you want, Carrie. That should be the name of this episode uh, because it help, it helps people with their diabetes. And I'm not impacted by it at all. I'm By the way, whether I'm gay or straight, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was it was just the act of them arguing. And what would happen was is that AOL saw that people were interested in the article. So they kept putting it on the front page. So it was on the front page. Nobody looked at it. Then the argument happened. It rolled around to the front page. I sold crazy for two weeks. At the end of the month, it dropped off. And then at some point a month later, someone found the thread again, started arguing again, which made <laughs> AOL's algorithm put the story back on the front page again. So anyway, <laughs> that is an absolutely one million percent true story. I was a bestseller. I was a bestseller for two weeks. <laughs> well. Hey, add it to the resume, right? The resume of it didn't what? hold. It didn't hold on long enough for me to be an actual bestseller. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I don't even know if that book's any good. Like, you want to hear something funny? <laughs> I'm you not can't a re- even get a hold of it anymore. No, right? I know Isn't because it? the publisher yeah. went out of business. Yeah, and I could probably get the rights to it and just self-publish it, but like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would get the rights to it, just put it online and make it free. Maybe that I should just do that. That that wouldn't be a bad idea. All right, hold on a second. I got a board here. Make a note of it. I'm gonna write book rights and see what I can get done. But anyway, like people don't understand how things they don't understand how they're being manipulated and they just they just don't see it. Like like by the way, like if people have trouble listening to the podcast because they have ADHD, like I understand. I, I really right. do. I I don't understand coming to my place of like and and being like, hey, I just came here to let you all know I don't like the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's like going to Chick-fil-A and say, I hate chicken. And, and they're just leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't enjoy chicken. By the way, it's not even I hate chicken. It would be like, hello, I don't enjoy chicken. Does everyone hear me? <laughs> I just don't enjoy chicken. You not you either? Oh no? What are you just having a salad? Yeah, me too. I don't like the chicken. All right, I'm gonna go now. <laughs> <laughs> what did that just do? Oh. So that's how I thought of it at first. But then it turned into like this kind of lovely gathering of people with ADHD. And I thought, oh, wow, even this is going to help somebody. Right. You know? Right. And so good. So so I have no, by the way, I would never, I would never just, if you said something I didn't like in that Facebook group, I, I mean, you'd have to be like, wrong or hurtful or malicious for, right. me, for me to delete it. Like, I'm just like, all right, well, they don't like the podcast, whatever. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Because then what happens is someone else comes in and says, no, you should try listening to it. It's really helpful. Or maybe there's ways for you to get the information that would be easier on your ADHD, using that as an example. It would be, here's another free piece of advice for content creators who are getting it all wrong. Most people would delete that. Right. You know, most people would be like, oh, I don't want anybody to hear that they don't like the podcast. I'm like, I don't know. I assume people don't like it. Right. Yeah. Why would everybody like it? It If everybody likes it, I don't think you're doing it right. When everybody started liking South Park, I stopped watching it. (laughs) I loved it when nobody knew but us. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it just... Uh, we're going over and I have a really anyway. busy day. So let me make sure that okay. we're, I want to make sure we get all this together. So you make your adjustments, do your things. Your A1C is yep. terrific. Your variability is better. Has your shoulder gotten any better? Yeah. So I didn't. Um, so they gave me a couple options in the office. I mean, at that point, I probably was at like 
30% maybe mm-hmm. to mobility or whatever. Um, he was like, you know, we could, we could look at maybe a cortisone shot or I really think you should just go to physical therapy. So that was height of COVID. So I got diagnosed with that like February of 2020. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, it, yeah, I'm good. So I did a bunch of reading online and, you know, a lot of horror stories about physical therapy and it's like, or you could just wait it out. So I would say, um, cause the pain wasn't terrible unless I tried to move it. So <laughs> <laughs> Doc, it hurts I, when I, I do this. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Don't do which, that. <laughs> was pr- which was pretty much anything with my right arm. So I'm, pr- I'm probably like 90%, uh, back. So Really, after yeah. your blood sugars are stabilized and lower, you're feeling better. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to somebody yeah. the other day that said that their um, feelings of neuropathy went away after they found the podcast. That's cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Not that it would yeah. happen for everybody, but like you could have damage that can't be, you know, right. walked of back course. from. But of um, course. But yeah, it's it's so it's amazing. Did you ever mm-hmm. meet Mike in person, other than in the I, Facebook nope. Live? Have you? Spoke, no, I have not. Have you spoken to him online? Uh, just during that Facebook live. So he's hearing now what this all meant to him, to you. I'm sorry. He's just hearing now in this episode, what this all yes. meant to you. Oh, yes. That's yes. lovely. Can you tell me why it made you cry in the beginning when you were talking about it? I don't know. Just, I was just so angry and I was just angry. Mm. And and if you get me mad enough to make me cry, that's that's a lot. Like I'm I'm angry, so it's like, well, I guess I was, <laughs> and still am a little angry about it. But you know, you know better, you do better, and uh, and that's where I'm at now. So good for you. That's yep. excellent. I consider yeah. therapy. Yeah. But by, by the by the way, by the time this comes out, I might be able to put a better help ad on here. They reached out to me. It's <laughs> not why I brought it up. But hey, yeah. Yeah, um, starting to get advertiser inquiries from companies that aren't, like, diabetes-specific. Yeah. So the other day, they were like, hey, we're reaching out on behalf of BetterHelp. And I was like, oh, that's the online therapy thing. I was like, I actually thought, but that might really be helpful for people. Right. You know? I was like, all right, I'll, I'll hear more about that. So we're in the process of them telling me more about it. So. All right. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. This sounds strange, but I have to record again in 45 minutes. And then as soon as that's over, I have to go to the dentist. Oh, fun for you. <laughs> My day sucks. Except for yeah. talking Except for talking to you. That part's been really good. Well, thank you. Did you get to say everything you wanted to say? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say one more thing that uh, I appreciate all the um, discussions around eating. Um, it may not have applied to me, but my, my daughter has, a, has had some gastro uh stuff she actually had her gallbladder out this summer and then after that we determined that it was actually gluten all along so she does not have celiac but just kind of listening to other people talk through and then you talking about some of Arden's things has has really been beneficial as well so I appreciate all that all those discussions and even even when an episode is something that doesn't apply to me at all I usually always get something uh, I always have a takeaway, so I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. More, more than more than more than anybody could ever tell you enough. There's a lot of us out there that uh, it's just huge. So, 
Thank you. Well, it would have been more meaningful if you cried while you were saying it, but I. I well, I, I'm I'm swallowing a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'm just. I, God, I hope people understand. I'm teasing. Uh, but no, that's that's so nice. I I appreciate it. I just think, you know, I I have this theory about why things work and why they don't, and you know, it's funny that it, to bring back up the ADHD thread, those a couple of those people were like, just give me the bullet points. I don't want the conversation. I don't want you to go down a rabbit hole or tell a joke in the middle. I because they because they can't because they get lost in it when it happens. And I understand yeah. that. I wish they could understand that this is the this is just what I know how to do. Right. And, and I also believe that distribution is the biggest problem. Like you you can have all the good information in the world if you can't literally get it to people, it's meaningless. And I think if you look at the diabetes community as a whole over the last like over the internet age, as an example, it's full of well-meaning, well-educated people writing down bullet lists of what you should do. And that hasn't helped anyone. And, and I'm yeah. sure it helps some people, but it hasn't helped a mass of people. The The average A1C is still too high. People still fundamentally don't understand their disease. And I think that if I keep having these conversations, that someone will take some, some new person will take some new bit of information out of each one of them. Yeah. And, and that, that to me is a very slow and patient plan, but the other thing doesn't work. Like well, I wrote them all down for you. Just do them. Yeah. Okay. You just said earlier, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know why I didn't do the thing. You know right. what I mean? I had to have that experience for myself. And, and so it means a lot to me that, that you say you find something in every episode, because I actually believe that. I think that if if you just listen to this podcast, you'd be better off. And in a lot of ways that are not measurable, and in a lot of ways that you wouldn't expect. You know, digestion is an example. Like, I told Arden the other day, said I got this really lovely note from somebody, uh, a, a woman in her 40s, who said that her stomach doesn't hurt for the first time in decades. And mm -hmm. she was writing to thank Arden for letting me share Arden's story. And I said, isn't that nice? And Arden goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. But I still wish my stomach didn't hurt. And I was like, <laughs> I said, no, I know I'm not saying fair that. Enough, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But, but it was one of the first times I can tell she's getting older because she was, I want to find the right word. She seemed pleased that her right. story helped somebody and, yeah. and kind of grateful to know it happened. And in the past, when she was younger, she'd be like, doesn't help me, you know? And I'm like, no, I know. But uh, by the way, she didn't, Thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she didn't care. She's like, it's fine. Tell my story all you want, but I'm not getting anything out of it. And I think this is the first time she realized like helping people is nice and, it, and you do get something out of that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but, but think about that. That's uh, Arden's whole journey. Us like hammering through it, trying to figure it out, coming up with this weird thing. And then me having a platform to say it so that the distribution works. Because otherwise, it's just me on my Facebook page telling 12 people, which doesn't help anybody. It helps those 12 <laughs> people and it dies on the vine there. Um, right. People need to understand how the dissemination of information works in a digital age. We need the conversations so that people keep coming back and keep listening. I can't just make, like, as much as I'll joke about it, one episode with the secrets to life in it nobody would listen to. And if they would, we wouldn't need new television shows because you'd all still be watching MASH. <laughs> or, or, the or the Honeymooners. We'd all still be watching oh, the Honeymooners, wow. right? 
so you need more content has to keep comping to keep people engaged to keep conversations going so that you can have the conversations so that the information can come out so that somebody new can take something out of it. And that is my lesson on podcasts for today that no one will listen to. You'll all just keep doing the same stupid shit you do over and over again, and no one's going to listen to your podcast. But whatever. Do what you yeah. want. I don't care. Come, Gary. All right. Hold on. Go eat lunch and get ready for the dentist, damn it. Hold on one second for me, okay? I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> okay. A huge thanks to Carrie for coming on the show. And actually, Carrie's file got put in the wrong folder, so she had to wait a lot longer than she should have to hear her episode. So I apologize for that. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout at CozyEarth.com and you will save 40% off of your entire order. A huge thanks to U.S. Med for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast. Don't forget, usmed.com slash juicebox. This is where we get our diabetes supplies from. You can as well. Use the link or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or call the number, get your free benefits check, so that you can start getting your diabetes supplies the way we do from U.S. Med. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording. WrongWayRecording.com.